Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Hey, welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joy Zing. It's the greatest day of the year so far for television, I would say. It's the Emmy nominations were announced. But I don't know. It's not the greatest day of the year. It's definitely not the the best movie of the year. But maybe for TV so far, especially (laughs) if you're, uh, you know, one of these shows that were nominated 20 plus times. The Emmy nominations are announced earlier today. Joyce and I are going to talk all about it. Um, Before we start, I'll just run through quickly some uh, brief stats about the nominees. The most nominated shows this year were The Crown and Mandalorian, with 24 nominations. Incredible. Followed by WandaVision with 23 nominations. And Joyce and I have to talk about that later because we both <laughs> mocked WandaVision for its multiple writing <laughs> submissions. We, we, we really should have had uh, Caitlin, our, our Marvel correspondent, back for this. Maybe we <laughs> talked to Caitlin this week about this because there's so many ridiculous Marvel things to cover. I really think we could sustain it. Uh, Handmaid's Tale with 21 nominations, a resurgent season for it. SNL with 21 nominations. Ted Lasso, the most nominated comedy with 20 nominations. Lovecraft Country, the canceled HBO drama, uh, 18 nominations. Queen's Gambit, 18 nominations. And Mayor of Easttown, 16 nominations. Eight, because of all those HBO nominations that you just heard there, HBO, HBO Max had the most total nominations with 130. Netflix was second with 129. And then the top four were Disney Plus with 71 and NBC, the only network there with 46. Joyce, what a fun uh, morning here. I, I was, I'm thrilled. I'm still going through it. There's countless Emmy nominations and the just, uh, just uh, dozens and oh, dozens. I'm, I'm only like, like an eighth through everything. I'll tell you what, I've gone so deep. I've actually <laughs> like, gotten to good the, for NBC. I, mm-hmm. I've gotten to the Quibi portion of the nominees. There were eight Quibi nominees, even though it doesn't exist. Listen, Two minutes into the announcement, and we had a Quibi mention. Like, Amazing. It's yeah, we had a Quibi for free Ray Sean. Uh, great job. The, the Emmys, let's just start. I wanted to start there just to dunk on this quickly. Uh, the uh, Frank Schwerma comes out to say how great it is that everybody's back together in person. We're going to do an Emmys. We're celebrating creativity and back on sets. And it's so great to be everybody arm in arm again. We have vaccines rolling out and this and that. And then he's like, and here to introduce the Emmys are Ron Sivas Jones here in LA. And his daughter, Jessica Stevens Jones, is in New York, and they're not on the same screen. They're not together. I, I thought they were chosen not just because, you know, they both won last year, but because they're related and they would be together. Exactly. And especially <laughs> because, like we saw with the Oscars, they were doing like paired presenters who were related or in a pod together, right? Like that was like the Oscars thing where it was like, oh, we'll put two people who know each other together or whatever. They're more to be more comfortable or whatever it is. This they're just it's a father daughter duo. You expected them to be sitting there together and they're separate. It was very sweet. I thought their interaction was very uh, the the banter was a little too banterish, but I did find it a little sweet. It, it it you know I think it was just a microcosm of what we all did last year. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was uh, it was like Bo Burnham inside, like Facetime with your mom. It was it was a lot of delay, a lot of uh, awkward pauses, and not maybe hearing. Uh, but it just cracked me up that they were not together after, especially after the big, uh, joyous opening of, oh, we're so excited to be together again. And but now we're going to be on Zoom. And it's a father and daughter. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, um, yeah. But anyway, uh, yes. one, one show you haven't mentioned yet in the tallies, uh, it did not hit double digits, but it did get double nominations. And that's Emily in Paris. Truly amazing. For best comedy series. And I just want to say this is the beginning of the Globe's redemption arc because <laughs> we dunk on it so hard. 
when it got nominated there. And obviously the expose came out soon after and everything. And now it's falling apart. And who knows, you know, when it'll be back. But, you know, like no one can say anything anymore. Like the Television Academy nominated for series. I was I get I didn't realize how many Golden Globes voters voted for the Emmys. It's I know we thought me. we thought there wasn't like an overlap. Uh, apparently, it's a full overlap. I know. Who knew? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, the, Emily in Paris, Emily in Paris. I mean, I don't even know how we're even calling it now. Uh, I, I just want to know if anyone predicted that. It, it was a hundred to one on our odds. I couldn't even bring myself to predict it. Um, <laughs> Amazing, amazing flex if anybody did. And if anybody's out there listening to this and they did predict it, please uh, tweet please at us. Please let us know, please. I'd have to, I'd have to give you you major props. Uh, let's start there, Joyce. Outstanding comedy series. Like we said, Ted Lasso had 20 nominations, totally expected. But the nominees for comedy series were Blackish, Cobra Kai, which you have been trumpeting the entire uh, last month or two and very exciting for you. I was thrilled. I actually let out a little yay when they got nominated. <laughs> Because I knew you'd be so thrilled. Uh, Emily in Paris, Flight Attendant Hacks, which they really love, the Emmys. Kaminsky Method, Pen15, which was another maybe uh, show that I think was not a, maybe a surprise, but a little bit of a surprise. And then Ted Lasso. Uh, good list. Uh, yeah, you know, the, the only shock here is obviously Emily. Um, you know, like I, I think like Blackish, like I, I was like kind of on the fence about because they haven't nominated it since 2018. Um, but I think it was helped by, you know, a lot of shows being ineligible this year. And I think really what we saw this year, like overall, is like people just kept turning to old faces. <laughs> yeah. Like, over and over again. And they just checked off the familiar. So Blackish, uh, good for it for getting back in. And also because it got back in. Uh, there won't be a shutout uh, for broadcast shows and comedy for the first time because for the last two years since Blackish was snubbed, uh, The Good Place held it down for broadcast and comedy. Mm-hmm. That's over. So Blackish got back in. So there still hasn't been a year without a broadcast nominee in comedy series. Um, yeah, and Cobra Kai, I I just thought like that was... I'm I'm kind of like, I don't know if I'm shocked, but like, you know, it didn't get any acting nominations uh, in actor or even like it was with Shu in guest uh, actress. But I think like, I think another lesson is that uh, shows on Netflix like Cobra Kai and Emily in Paris are helped by the visibility. Um, you know, even if they don't get act- like a lot of actors in like Bridgerton didn't overperform in acting, you know, we were all predicting for drama series. But I think like their popularity, as we've seen, like, but the SAG Awards, like their favorite streaming service is Netflix. So I think that that's helped a lot. And um, I don't know if it'll change going forward as we like get back to semi-normal. But I think with COVID last year, like a lot of people are just turning to the top streaming service, which is Netflix. Very, very astute point. I would say like, I think that is 100% true. And I think a lot of the, the shows here that were quote unquote snubbed are like our like Girls 5 Eva snubbed pretty much across the board. It got a writing nomination. for. I mean, like I knew that was probably going to happen, but you know, I was still picking it and Peacock, poor Peacock. Right. So like Peacock, a fledgling service, not really showing up here. And even Apple TV, you know, Ted Lasso, it had th- Apple TV overall, uh, 20 nominations for Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso was like truly the breakout show, I'd say probably or on the short list of like the five biggest breakout shows of the pandemic that even people who don't have Apple TV or are familiar with it were watching it on Apple TV. And I thought maybe that would extend like the life of like the other Apple TV content but it really didn't dickinson was not here represented here uh mythic quest was not represented here so like really like a lot of these secondary like you said like the top streaming platforms performing like everybody watches netflix like no matter what it is uh and it's the visibility is so high that it's harder for these smaller streaming platforms with the shows that aren't like a ted lasso to break through and i I mean i think we saw that over and over again i guess pen 15 would be the exception on hulu but i think that has been building you know, kind of. Yeah, and I got into writing two years ago, which right. Was- so it's like it's kind of like had a little more momentum, which is maybe like maybe Mythic Quest then for its you know season two or whatever that has been acclaimed this year would maybe get in. Who knows? It got in. Know. It got in for Anthony Hopkins. Right. Hilariously, it did <laughs> get in for Anthony Hopkins <laughs> for narration, and that's a great category because Julie Andrews is also nominated for Bridgerton. <laughs> yeah. I uh. mean, you know, we we could have uh, a lot of Oscar winners win Emmys this year. 
like him and Daniel Kaluuya and Emerald Fennell. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing stuff. Uh, the other thing on comedy, I would say like we knew Ted Lasso was going to be like a major force. It seems like still poised to win. Uh, it got, I think, four acting nominations in the uh, supporting. supporting actor, right? Like then all four guys get in. Is that right? Um. Yeah, I think everyone except Bill, right? Right. Uh, luckily, I put, I put Brendan back in at like 1030 this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I had him in. I actually put uh, Jeremy Swift in. Not, yeah, they had, uh, let's see, Goldstein, Brett Goldstein, Brendan Hunt, Nick Muhammad, and Jeremy Swift all got in for Ted Lasso. Yeah, so I got, I, I put Jeremy in. I swapped Brendan for Jeremy last night and I put Brendan back in this morning. I had popped out Ray Romano for Made for Love uh, because I was just like, you know what, that show no one's really talking about and Ted Lasso is great. And also Jeremy Swift, not only hilarious is Higgins, I mean, let's just assume, I, I mean, I'm like making an assumption we don't know about, like who knows who the fourth of the four Ted Lasso nominees were. Maybe they were honestly the top four in this whole thing. But I'm like, if Jeremy Swift was like on the edge, I was like, he actually has, for anybody who's watched the second season screeners, I'm like, they have been out for a while. He's really great in season two. And I felt like that kind of like maybe pushed him over, at least for me as like, oh, of course. But, but, but voters have season two already i guess i feel could. like they probably they would the if, if, if we do <laughs> if we have it <laughs> if i got they, it they, then just, they just text to jason and be like yeah <laughs> um but yeah so like uh, so ted lasted great i mean obviously the other perform oh, like i would say overperformed was hacks which i think uh oh, totally 15 nominations is it possible i mean i guess we'll see like we said the second season of ted lasso is going to be airing throughout emmy voting meaning it'll probably continue that momentum and people be like, I love Ted Lasso. And the early reviews that came out yesterday are all like, it's just as good as season two, uh, season one, or as good as season one, you know, it's like not, it didn't take a step back, but is there a world where hacks actually pulls an upset because it got so many nominations, including in guest act and comedy act and supporting actor, uh, Carl Clemens Hopkins, who I did not predict. And I don't think a lot of people predicted at, oh, all. Not at all. Like I thought it was, if it was going to get another supporting nomination, it might be like Caitlin Olson. Um, right you know uh but good for him um he's great yeah. on it yeah it's really funny yeah, I'm, and I'm he has, glad a, he has most of his scenes are you know except when she's away most of his scenes are with gene smart um but he also has his own storyline yeah i i moved tax to number two a couple weeks ago because i think most people still have like flight attendant number two i don't know if that's just because they haven't been updating or they're right hacks but i just felt like there was just a lot of momentum with hacks and that was like the same time when I just put Hannah Einbinder in because I was like, yeah. she's not going to get snubbed. Like, I know people were so wary about that because she's a newcomer and, you know, she's like, she's a co-lead, but she's like in supporting. But it, it was just kind of like there was so much buzz around Gene Smart and like they are co-leads. And I feel like if you're going to if you like hacks and you're voting for Gene, there's no way you're not going to check off Hannah as well uh in supporting and so yeah and it has 15 nominations <laughs> and so I'm wondering, I, don't, I don't think i don't think a lot of people expected that many. it has more than the flight attendant it is uh, like a lot more flight attendant only had yeah. nine nominations yeah. uh i i could i don't think ted i don't think ted lasso will lose uh but i think that no this, i think i think ted is still winning series but i think hacks this just confirms my suspicion that hacks is too and i think hacks could probably maybe be on like gene maybe when like writing I think I'm writing and I, I could actually make the argument for Hannah uh, because I think you could argue that the, the Ted Lasso, Hannah Waddingham and Juno Temple could split the vote. And like, if she's like a, a solid three, uh, you know, maybe they actually, she wins. Cause if you look at the uh, comedy supporting actress, let me find that. Do, 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 do. This is thrilling. Uh, you've got Rosie Perez for flight attendant. She made it in Hannah Einbinder. Aidy Bryant, Kate McKinnon, and Cecily Strong, all from SNL, Juno Temple, and Hannah Waddingham for Ted Lasso. If they're going to say, like, they're going to be a lot of vote splitting in there, then I think maybe Hannah actually could win. Hannah Einbinder. It's it's true. Like, I... But I, I think, like, Hannah Waddingham, I think she just... Like, she's been, like, the consensus, like, standout supporting actress. So I yes. think she's, like, slightly ahead of Juno. But, yeah, if, like, Juno has some, like, swell of support but i i think i think it's it's more likely that all the ted guys in supporting actor cancel each other out because there's no like consensus like, that's true i don't i don't think any of them will win them. yeah yeah i don't I would, think any of them 
will win. And I don't know, like I, I thought like I had Bowen Yang at number one this whole time, but Keenan came through with double nominations. <laughs> Amazing. I still did see Bowen Yang winning. I guess the only Ted Lasso actor I would pick there would be Brett Goldstein. And only because actually, in, again, I, I'm putting way too much stock in this and maybe he'll win next year, but he's actually great in season two and has like a much bigger I mean, part. Listen, it'll be airing when they're voting. So that's why I'm like, if it's airing when they're voting and people are like not maybe paying super close attention, they may be like, wow, Brett Goldstein's great on Ted Lasso and I'm just going to vote for him, which would be true. Just you're voting for him for season one, which he was also good on. Uh, but yeah, I could see Bowen Yang He's winning the most, for sure. like sympathetic character out of all of them, which is why I was like kind of wary about like Phil getting in as well. And although I did consider like, what if I just put all five Ted Lasso guys <laughs> I mean, why not? Maybe so. next year, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. That I, I could. I, I'm, I'm. I'll be really curious to see how Hacks performs because, uh, yeah, it did exceedingly I, I think, well. Yeah, because in in writing, Ted has two nominations, right? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Ted has two. Flight Tenon has one. Pen Fifteen has one. I know a lot of people are picking, uh, predicting two for Pen Fifteen, so only got one. And then Girls Forever, at least I got a writing nomination, which Kimmy Schmidt was never able to do. Um, and I, so. I mean, like that bodes well, I think, for the future of Girls Forever. They renewed it for season two. Obviously, like this, if it, we're going to think of it as like a, a future version of Pen15, where it's like, oh, it got a writing nomination. Then later, you know, people kind of embrace the show a little more and it gets more buzz and more people realize what Peacock is or whatever it is, maybe after the Olympics. I'm sure that's what NBC is hoping. And, you know, season two, it gets more nominations. I, I mean, guess. it didn't even get any like, music nominations. Pretty shocking that it did not get the music nominations. I just want to go, yeah. let's, while we're here, let's just go to that category. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, I, I was shocked it didn't get in there. Uh, it, a truly, a truly remarkable. The nominees in there, we'll do this quick because I don't, I want to go to like into drama and the bigger categories, but the girls might have been getting it, snubbed. Like here. songwriting is, is a great category. Songwriting is a great category. I love a lot of these but I cannot understand how Girls Five Eva isn't on this list. Bo Burnham Inside, they only submitted one song for Bo Burnham. It was comedy. It, the song rules. Bo Burnham rules. I love that special. Uh, weigh in on this. I uh, hope it wins, honestly. The Boys got a nomination here for uh, Never Truly Vanish. Good for the boys. This one, I was actually scratching my head because I watched Queen's Gambit twice. I honestly don't even know this one. Queen's I, Gambit. I don't I don't remember it either, but I know like the like they've talked about the song, but I have not rewatched it to look for it. <laughs> amazing because like the Queen's Gambit music and especially the score is like my favorite. The score is amazing. It's great. Yeah. So good. I hope it wins. Truly one of my favorite scores in a long time. But the original song here, I can't remember. I, I can't remember love. I can't remember this. I can't remember this song. I, I just don't even know what it is. Uh, but congratulations on the nomination. Soundtrack of Our Lives gets an the end titles uh, nomination for Mark Shaman. Sure. And then WandaVision Agatha all along. Presumptive victory for that. And then also is always extraordinary playlist song. Oh, Crimson yeah. Love. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, Girls Five Eva deserves one in here. I guess the not. I guess they saw, saw uh, it, it, the consolation prize is that they'll be famous Five Eva, Joyce. So it's fine. <laughs> but come on, like New York Lonely Boy. <laughs> Any maybe they cancel each other out. I don't. I don't know. That's a that's a shocker. That was actually shocking to me. Um, anything else on comedy before we move on to drama? Um, comedy. What else is there? Oh, Aidy Bryant, double nominee as well. Amazing work, Aidy Bryant. <laughs> Love it. And the only I know, nominee like, for again, Shrill, which I thought was like significant. That yeah, she I don't. Like, I mean, like, I think people, some people thought she could get in for SNL again, but like Shrill, that which is also over. <laughs> so Shrill's over. I also was kind of honestly surprised she got in for SNL because like. I didn't think she, cause she wasn't on it as much this season, you know? And I wondered if she was actually going to get in. I, I was not surprised by Cess, uh, Cess, uh, strong, excuse me. And <laughs> Kate McKinnon, but I was like, Oh, maybe like Chloe Feynman gets in here or something, but no, I don't know. I was surprised. Maybe it was just like all like people like caught up on shrill last year. And then they just love her so much that they, the actors who get to vote in the acting categories, they sure. just, nominated her wherever they could i mean you know what i'm not going to argue any bryant rules so like good for her to get two nominations it was just a surprise i guess that's all yeah but also in in lead you know a case of just going back to what they already know like tracy ellis ross who was nominated last year which a lot of people were not predicting she's back and allison janney so i had allison a Janney. Nominee. 
<laughs> I had her in there for weeks, just like got to pick Alex and Janie. You know, mom is over, like swan song for mom. And then this morning I was like, what am I talking about? No one's talking about mom. Alice and Janie's not getting nominated for this. I, I popped her out and then she gets nominated. I don't even, honestly don't even remember who I switched her in for. I don't even know why I made a switch. Uh, she had just kept it. She, but. she got back in and, and William H. Macy got back in. Yeah. And after, yeah. um, you know, we're, we're over the, the college uh, scandal. So I guess so. And the Emmys highlighted that him and Felicity Alvin are two, uh, two of the husband and wife, uh, both won Emmys on the short list of husbands and wives who have both won Emmys in their life. Oh, congrats to them, I guess. Uh, let's do drama now. I want to do drama and then we'll close out with limited series because it's such a goof and we get to talk about uh, Hamilton there, I would imagine. So uh, drama, like we said, The Crown of Mandalorian, both with 24 nominations, Handmaid's Tale with a strong 21, Lovecraft Country with 18, the other nominees here were Bridgerton with 12, Pose with nine, This Is Us with six, and The Boys with five. Uh, not, not a lot of surprises here for the best drama series. No, and I think um, the, the eight drama series nominees were the predicted eight. Yes, as, as we said a lot in the last episode of this, uh, chalk. They went chalk here, uh, totally chalk. You you said chalk. <laughs> I guess I said chalk a lot. It was me. I'm saying <laughs> chalk. Yeah, I think I think the only it was it was like people were just kind of concerned, uh, rightfully so, about like the last three slots between the boys, which had never been nominated before here, and whether Pose and This Is Us could return. But again, they just went back to what they know, and I also feel like the 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 shows that didn't get in, they were just kind of you know maybe too underseen and just not buzzing enough, like in treatment. Or well, Falcon Winter Soldier, I think, is seen, but I, I don't think it's on par with like Mon Division. No. So yeah. So this this eight. Um, and then I let's go to supporting because both supporting categories, like literally just the crown and handmaid's tail, <laughs> basically. Meanwhile. Especially actress. <laughs> yeah, so let's start with actress, uh, supporting actress in a in a drama series, Jillian Anderson, Helena Bonham Carter, Emerald Fennel. Uh, and then Madeline Brewer and Dowd and Yvonne Strahovski and Samira Wiley. So that's the crown of Handmaid's Tale. And then Anjanae Ellis for Lovecraft Country. Good for her. What if like Anjanae Ellis wins? I mean, possible because, because like we said, she's the only one who's not. Uh, Even though here. like Jillian Anderson makes the most sense. Jillian Anderson definitely makes the most sense. And I'd argue she's a lead, certainly. Uh, so, I, you know, I feel like she's got the most meaty part here. The Emerald Fell nomination. You know what? She's actually good. Oh, I, was, I was on that like since she won the Oscar, I was like, she's getting in. I don't know why anyone's not predicting her. <laughs> there she is. So, uh, yeah. And then the Handmaid's Tale, everybody coming back. Like we said, I mean, not a total surprise that the Handmaid's Tale was so strong because like the season has been like kind of a resurgence, I'd say, at least critically. Yeah. I mean, like we, we've talked about before, like how this was kind of like sort of like a make or break season for them because it did go down last year. Um, and you know, it was, it was a more competitive field last year and it was with Moss Miss. So it, and like, but, you know, creatively the season was a return to form. So it was just a matter of like, were people still watching, were voters still watching it? And I think it was also helped by, you know, the lack of other shows, like it's the lack of competition. So again, people were turning back to like what they know and then they just checked off like literally all the actors except Joseph Fiennes, I think. <laughs> yeah, he did not make it uh, yeah. pretty I mean, you can say that like you've been saying like this is us too. So Sterling K. Brown, an actor, a lead actor nominee, and then Chris Sullivan also in there for supporting or actor. Justin Hartley. He, I just like, he's. I don't think he's ever going to get. It. I mean, he only has one more chance. But yeah, if he couldn't get in this year, he's never getting in. Poor guy. Any anything else standing out? The supporting actor we got Giancarlo Esposito in there. John Lithgow, I thought was maybe a surprise for Perry Mason. I don't know. But it's John Lithgow. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, <laughs> well, this John one again, Carlo, I think. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, John, John Carlos, since he's nominated here, because last year he was nominating guests for The Mandalorian. So now he's here and supporting for The Mandalorian. So he joins Jonathan Banks as the only two people to be nominated in this category for three different shows. <laughs> and they both share two of the same shows. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. I could see him winning. I don't mean, I mean, Michael K. Williams again is like the, the favorite here, at least according to our odds going into the nominations. 
But I, 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 I can make an argument for honestly any of these nominees. And I think this is a pretty going to be like kind of like a toss up. I think, I mean, Michael K. Williams is helped by the fact that Lovecraft did very well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it got, I think, five acting nominations, even though it like over the winter, it really underperformed with individual nominations except for him. So and I think he's someone that at least fans want to see rewarded, even though he's been nominated before and has never won. But I think a lot of fans just want to see him rewarded. So I could I could see him still like being the front runner. Um, I don't hmm. the handmaids dudes. I don't I think everyone likes OT this season. Um, yeah. But I don't and he's know. got Black Widow, uh, which was he's good <laughs> in his three scenes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I find Giancarlo at one, even though he he doesn't really do a lot, but it's like, I I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I could see him winning. Um, and what if it's just a crown, like, sweeping every single acting category? Very, very <laughs> easily could be. I, I could definitely envision a world where Tobias Menzies wins for the crown. Uh, absolutely. The other thing we, I want to, while we're doing supporting and guest act, uh, and drama, I want to go to guest actor because... Like we said here, uh, Don Cheadle, a nominee for Falcon and Winter Soldier for two minutes of screen time as War Machine. Just an awesome. Yeah, yeah. Caitlin timed it. And it was like, I think she said it was like a minute and 45 in the museum scene, like walking through the exhibit. And then it was like 15 seconds of his reaction shots when Sam is giving the speech. That's amazing. We absolutely have to, we have to talk to Caitlin about this uh, normal stuff. It's just too good. But, I but no, read... no JLD in, in guest actress. Shocking. No JLD. I just want to read the tweet you sent me from Don Cheadle. Thanks. Well, wishers. Sorry. Haters agreed. Whatever's I don't really get it either, but on good, we go. Good for him. Great Emmy statement. Uh, more nominees should tweet, uh, should say stuff like that when they're nominated. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know what though? I want to. I'll predict that for next year, he'll get nominated for narration for one, the Wonder Years reboot. And maybe oh, that's he'll good. Even win. He, Why he's not? Never won before. Uh, the other guests in that other nominees next: two Mandalorian actors, Carl Weathers and Timothy Oliphant, and no Mark Hamill, which I was shocked by, to be honest. I did not end up putting in Mark, but I kept Bilber, so it was a wash for me. <laughs> And uh, nothing really on the any other any other guest. Uh, well, we have there's, there's no uh, McDreamy for you. I was I was bummed. I'm not gonna lie. I think he should have got nominated. That was that was a, that was a snub. Uh, and sorry. Felicia Rashad got in for guest actress. So good for her, I guess. Well, you know, as we mentioned before, voting <laughs> closed before her her tweet. <laughs> yeah, good for her. Uh, good yeah. for her. Good for her timing, I guess. Not maybe. For I got her. it in just uh, under the line, so. Uh, anything here for, I, I mean, I think we all expect the crown to just run away here. Right. But does the Mandalorian's amount of nominations make it a serious threat? I don't think so, but what do you think? For drama series? I don't think so. I don't, I mean, well, maybe like, do you think the crown can win all four acting categories? Well, I think it'll win best actress and win best supporting actress. And it seems like the other, I could see, jo- I don't know. I'm not convinced Josh O'Connor is going to win best actor just because while he's great, I just, I don't know. I, I don't think he's as much of a slam dunk as like Emma Corrin and Jillian Anderson. And then best supporting actor, I could see Tobias Menzies winning, especially if the, I don't know what his submission episode is. I don't know if you know, but uh, if it's the finale when he has that great, he has like a great scene right at the end. It's actually like the last scene of the show with uh, Princess Diana. And it's so good. I was like, if that's his submission, he could win just on that. Because it's like the end of the season. It's like the lasting message of the season is delivered by him. And it's like really good. So I think he could win. But I mean, it could sweep all four. I, I'm just not convinced Josh O'Connor's going to win. But then I don't know who would win. I guess Ray J. Jean Page, I could see winning. But who knows? I, I could see. Hmm. I would, I would right now. I'd say maybe like Billy Porter's in second, um, just because Pose made it back in, and MJ Rodriguez got into actress. Yeah. Um, so and you know he also like has a you know a lot of baby scenes in the final season. Um, actress, I I can see an argument, a case made for Elizabeth Moss given The Handmaid's Tale's overperformance. Um, well, that yeah. would be interesting, and especially because like. Olivia Coleman feels like she's not 
actively participating in any and like she wouldn't care anyway if she won (laughs) so she's like not really so it's like basically like then you're left it's not like emma corn versus olivia coleman it's like emma corn versus elizabeth moss and you know i don't know i i think the diana stuff was so compelling but you're right like maybe recency bias combined with like elizabeth moss is like a past winner or whatever Mm -hmm. and she also directed three episodes this season right I could so, I could definitely see her winning. I mean, that would be kind of like surprising, but I could see it. Yeah. And then, you know what? Shout out to Uzo Aduba, who we knew was getting in because they just love her and she gets nominated for everything and wins for almost everything. So good stuff. Uh, very, very exciting. Uh, let's go to uh, should we do the uh, limited uh, limited category? Sure limited what what else would we go to i guess variety i don't know oh we can let's, talk about variety the first nominee was conan and which we, we were very it. excited by uh no seth meyers nomination which i just find really shocking uh remains shocking still hasn't gone in mm-hmm. but yeah feral a lot of feral nominations this year so i'm happy for conan i hope he can win i don't think he'll win because they're very lazy um it would just yeah, I don't I don't think he's gonna win. I also don't know how many other nominations they got he got, right? Like let's see, Conan. He I mean they he usually gets like stuff for like um his like offshoots, there was like interactive stuff. Um yeah. but he only got Conan only got one and the day I noticed the Daily Show only got one. Colbert, I think, got a more than one. He got four for late show, and Jimmy Kimmel got two, and then obviously last week tonight got a ton. So based on that, it seems like last week tonight again is going to win because it's got the most nominations of the late night shows in this category. You know, and maybe people would just feel nostalgic for Conan and vote for him. <laughs> I mean, that would be great. Love Conan. It'd be so nice, but I just don't think anything's going to be last week tonight. I would have made the case for the daily show, but without a writing nomination, which is pretty shocking based, especially because the show is so well-written and what like really did get into writing. What's that? I didn't have to get, what, what got into writing for Let me writing? look here. Hang on. I have not looked at that at all. We're going to do this live. We're doing it live. Uh, writing. Let's see. Writing. Oh, Amber Ruffin. Right. Okay. Amber Ruffin show, Black Lady Sketch Show, Last Week Tonight, Late Show with Colbert, and Saturday Night Live. Those are the... Um, oh, so Seth didn't even get into writing. No, Seth got in. He usually gets gets a writing nomination. He got directing uh, for a variety series, Late Night with Seth Meyers, an outstanding short form comedy for their correction segments on YouTube. And that's it. Wow. Okay. Yeah, tough beat. That's a tough beat. Uh, But I don't know. I I think John Oliver will win. And then uh, what was the other variety specials? Uh, I was, I was excited. I, I I'll just plug this. I'd interviewed the producers of the inauguration. They got nominated. The executive producer of the Biden inauguration were on there for live variety special, like live variety uh, special. It, it's because of you. They did it. Certainly. And then also uh, while we're talking variety, I, you got to talk about friends. We have an opportunity here for Courtney Cox to become a friend. I'm actually wearing my moist maker shirt in honor of her, um, moist maker, uh, because she, you know, producers haven't vetted yet for the series nominations, but she'll most likely get approved because most of them usually do because she and the others five actors produce the special. So she'll finally be an Emmy nominee because she was never nominated for the show when it was on, nor has she gotten a nomination for any other primetime series she's done. She has a daytime Emmy nomination for Celebrity Name Game, but uh, it's coming full circle for her because she'll get her first Emmy nomination for Friends. Amazing. Uh, This is a great place. This is a great place to pivot onto our next thing because uh, Outstanding Variety Special pre-record the nominees are the Friends Reunion is among the nominees. Also, Bo Burnham Inside, which I was excited for. David Burns American Utopia, which makes Spike Lee an Emmy nominee for directing a, a variety special. So he got a nominee from the Emmys for directing, but not the Oscars this year. So good for Spike. Uh, Eight forty six, the Dave Chappelle special, a West Wing special to benefit when we all vote is nominated here, and then finally Hamilton. The Disney Plus musical. Have you heard of this, Joyce? Uh, Hamilton. No, please tell me more about it. Well, apparently it's a huge deal and it won Tony yeah. Awards five years ago. And now five. it's an Emmy nominee. Half a decade in, ago. <laughs> now it's an Emmy nominee in multiple categories, including for acting. Uh, 
just a legendary flex. I feel like for Hamilton, uh, let me find these. I want to just read them off because it was so funny. I was like, wow, they really did nominate everyone. Uh, well, for, really act, for actor in, in a, in a limited <laughs> series, Lin-Manuel Miranda and Leslie Odom Jr. Both nominated uh, like they just, were at the, Tony like at the Tonys. Yeah. Yeah. And Leslie Odom won. Not nominated here was Ethan Hawke, which it was such a shock to me. I had to take like a triple take because everybody had him expected to win. I, I, I truly feel bad for him. Um, cause that was a great performance. And, but it, I think it also just confirms that they're just not into Showtime unless your homeland. Yeah. Um, yeah it's true. Showtime did I, not really rate that well, I'd say. Yeah. Like it, it didn't, I think a lot of people are also predicting Jeff Daniels and Brian Cranston, which I never really believed cause they, they weren't that strong anyway over the winter. Uh, whereas like Ethan did manage to get some nominations here and there. Um, and his performance and show were also more acclaimed and he also wrote it and everything. Um, but yeah, like he, I thought he could probably be the Ruffalo of this year who would just win, not by default, but just kind of like, you know, he's like a highly respected actor, finally getting his due from his peers for a acclaimed like performance if underseen show. Uh, but not now he's not there anymore <laughs> in this very, very open category. Yeah. You had, I think you had Paul Bettany winning, right? And he's nominated. Um, I, why not? I winning. Yeah, yeah. Why not? I think, yeah, I, I've had him winning in first this entire time. And now I'm just like, he can totally do it. Cause look, here's the thing. They nominate a bunch of Hamilton people, actors. Um, but are they actually going to give them the win for any of them? Like, so here's yeah. the thing. I agree with you. I, I don't think Leslie Odom would win an Emmy for this. And he obviously is the best performance, but I feel like, cause Lynn is the bigger name. Like it would be like, well, I'm going to give it to Lynn, but I don't think Lynn's going to win either for this. So then you're left with like you grant Paul Bettany and you and McGregor, the other nominees here. Yeah, I would pick you grant, but uh, I think Paul Bettany. You, you were such a grant Stan. <laughs> I was, I love him on that show. He's so good. Uh, so, I, I so just easy. feel like with, with WandaVision's overperformance, 23 nominations, second most nominated show. Um, so that would lead me not, to believe not Paul. Limited series show. Right. Uh, I, I feel like that really helps him. And he's also, you know, he's sort of like an Ethan Hawke. Maybe he's not as like revered, but he's, he's been in the game for a really long time, been in a lot of films, you know, uh, Oscar winners, um, never really uh, got his due either. So yeah. And like, yeah, it's a Marvel show. I know a lot of people were just kind of like, we don't know how WandaVision or like Marvel in general will do, but you know, they went all in on WandaVision. Yeah. Like we said, they had three writing nominations. We didn't expect that at all. Oh yeah. We were dunking on it so hard. Like what, two weeks ago, whatever. So for foolish. Over, it's over submitting uh, eight episodes. Um, I mean, first of all, it single-handedly <laughs> pushed the writing a category into six nominations, a six in the field because it's mid at eight. It's amazing. <laughs> and it managed to overcome boat splitting to get three in. <laughs> Truly remarkable. Kevin Feige must have, if, if Kevin Feige ever heard us, he would just be laughing. He must have know. been like, you dummies. He's, he's, How he's could just, you not think that we gonna would dunk on this so hard oh, for castigating them for oversubmitting? <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah. So why not Paul Bettany? Uh, well, before we, we're going to get more Hamilton nominees, but lead actress in a limited series, the nominees were uh, Cynthia Revo for a genius, Michaela Cole for I may destroy you. Kate Wilson for mayor of Easttown, Anya Taylor joy, or uh, was it Ann Taylor joy? I believe, right. Ann Taylor joy for Queens Gambit. Yeah, no, and, just like the clothing brand. Yeah. yeah just Ann Taylor Ann like Taylor loft for yeah. Queens Gambit yeah. and uh, Elizabeth Olsen for WandaVision. Uh, not a lot of surprises here though. I was bummed that uh, Thuso Mavedu did not get nominated for Underground Railroad and seemed like yeah, so was Barry Jenkins. He was, that's he was not cute. really surprising. Ultimately, like I, I finally yeah. dropped her last night for Cynthia just because I, you know, like we've we've discussed before, like yeah. Underground Railroad will probably underperform, and it did. So um, it did. And the other thing is, I mean, Cynthia Revo with like the the quintessential like baby performance as oh, Aretha Franklin, sure. like yeah. hard to, hard to bet against that. But I mean, here again, I think we're lined up for Anya Taylor Joy versus Kate Winslet. Uh, and they both performed really strong. I think 18 for Queens Gambit and 16 for Mayor of Easttown. So pretty, I, I really think that'll be a competitive race. I, I'm i going to stick with Kate. I'm going to stick with Kate too, but I think that Queens Gambit, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy could win, obviously. I'm not, that's oh, yeah. not well, like, she's, like she's, I would say she's, she's still 
like the default front runner just because of how well she did over the winter she won everything but i think you know i i think like mayor i don't know i, I wouldn't say it like overperformed but it still did very well for that type of like a contemporary non-flashy show like 16 nominations you know um and you know queen's kind of it it didn't really i guess you can't say it underperformed because it still got nominations in those two categories but it didn't get in mario heller or bill camp it got in two different actors pretty wild right that was a a shock honestly yeah no mario heller who was pretty much like running right behind Catherine hahn for best supporting actress in the limited series and our odds but not there because the nominees there were Renee Elise Goldsberry for Hamilton, Philip Sue for Hamilton, Julianne Nicholson for Queen uh, Mayor of Easttown, uh, Jean Smart for Mayor of Easttown, Moises, uh, Moses Ingram for for Queen's Gambit, and Catherine Hahn. So, uh, I mean, Moses was a surprise. I would say she's really good on the show. She plays uh, best also not not friend. in a lot, but not in a lot. Comes in towards the end, like as like a full day is ex mocking a character basically like kind of just like hey surprise here i am and here's some money go fight the russians and chess but she also is quite good so i'm like not against that nomination but it's not like i don't know mariel heller i think has more to do on the show and then yeah, uh, the hamilton nominations performance and yeah yeah and the hamilton nominations are just like amazing uh so renee at least goldberry won the tony in this category uh for hamilton at the Tony Awards five years ago. Uh, so maybe she's, I still don't think she's going to win. I think Catherine Hahn will win, but again, maybe Julianne Nicholson rising, but because I, I, I love so that uh, Philippa uh, went supporting at the Emmys because she was lead at the Tonys and she lost <laughs> Cynthia Erivo. Amazing. But <laughs> so she avoided her here. It's amazing. Um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I've had Julianne Nicholson in first uh, since Mayor ended, but you know, again, now with like one of Vision's overperformance, I, but like, you know, they, they both shows did really well. So I don't know. I don't know what, I, who I'll put in first. Pretty tough. And then for outstanding uh, supporting actor in a limited series or anthology series or movie, uh, David Diggs for Hamilton, Jonathan Groff for Hamilton and Anthony Ramos for Hamilton. So that's uh, five, six, seven acting nominations. Not, not in treatment, which a lot of people were predicting. Amazing. Uh, and then Papa Sieru for I May Destroy You, Evan Peters for Mayor of Easttown, and Thomas Brody Sangster for Queen's Gambit. I kind of think this is lined up for Evan Peters to win now. I would support it because I really enjoyed Zabes. Poor Zabes. Um, like, who else and, was who is expected here? I mean, Bill Camp was like an obvious snub. Yeah. And like, he got in at SAG, and like, he and the V Diggs got in at SAG, and the V Diggs is the one who made it to the Emmys. <laughs> Again, I'm not and surprised like, Camp's not in it that much. So, but yeah, like only the first episode. Um, like Thomas Brody Sangster, I think that's like a fun nomination, but I don't really see him winning. And Papa Siadu, I I put him in last night. Um, <laughs> I also I had like all three. Uh, I may destroy you people, but Verucha didn't get in. Yeah. Um, even though I think she was the one who was predicted to get in in the odds. Uh, yeah. and then Groff <laughs> almost. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, Ralph was a, uh, a Tony nominee. Oh, like the, I, yeah. Yeah. Like the big snub, I guess, is John Boyega because he was in number one this whole time. And Small Axe really bombed. Sorry, but it did. Totally it got, bombed. Small Axe. Small Axe absolutely bombed. Got cinematography. Yeah. Cinematography. That's the only nomination. Mm-hmm. I, I'm wondering, and honestly, a lot, like, Amazon maybe struggled slightly, right? Like, Boys did well, but. No small acts dominating this category. Like, and I don't Underground know. Railroad. Underground Railroad, maybe if not underperforming, not overperforming, right? Uh, you know, tough break. I, I, Boyega definitely felt like it. I just wonder if the fact that they were all in the, I, I just don't know. It doesn't matter. I mean, small acts is like five different movies and like maybe just like having them all together on the ballot lessens the power of like having them individually. I don't know, but yeah, like so without him yeah, there maybe. and Donald Sutherland was another potential nominee here and he wasn't nominated for undoing. So I mean, I could really see like Evan Peters winning. I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna predict him because why not? 
I saw like uh, Sarah uh, Sarah Paulson gave like a very nice like Instagram tribute to him for getting nominated, and I was like, he's really beloved. I feel like you know, an AHS stars need to stick together. So yeah, uh, so that was the that's limited an anthology supporting actor. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, anything else here? What else do we got in this category? Did we miss anything? Guest actor, we did. Did we do comedy guest? Did we do that? It's like all SNL again. Right. Comedy guest is. Comedy guest is a lot of SNL, but actually it was. Yeah, we did this with Jane Adams, Issa Rae, Yvette Nicole Brown for Black Lady Sketch Show, and Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph as hosts, and then uh, Bernadette Peters for Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, and then drama actress was Claire Foy, McKenna Grace, Alexis Bledel, Sophie Okonedo, and Felicia Rashad. Uh, we mentioned- I, I would just give a shout out um, to our contributor, Kevin Jacobson, because I told him if, because neither of us were predicting Anya Taylor-Joy or Ann Taylor-Joy for yes. SNL and guest. And I told him if she doesn't get nominated, then we will call this the Kevin Jacobson rule. Nice. Because he explained like his reasoning, or which I agree with, that like she's not the typical type of like actor they would nominate for SNL and guests. <laughs> I want to do a couple others, then we'll we'll wrap up. Character voiceover performance gives Maya Rudolph two Emmy nominees because she was nominated for uh the uh Big Mouth uh for playing Connie the Hormone Monstrous. Jessica Walter with a posthumous nominee for Archer here. Stacey Abrams gets nominated for playing Stacey Abrams on Blackish is election special. Julie Andrews is a nominee here for uh Bridgerton and then Titus Burgess and Stanley Tucci for Central Park and Seth MacFarlane for Family Guy. That's fun. And the narrator, speaking of veterans, Anthony Hopkins, like we mentioned, as a nominee here for Mythic Quest. Uh so you can have Anthony Hopkins winning. And like we said, Daniel Kaluuya could win for SNL. He's a nominee. A lot of, a lot of Oscar winners here. Yeah. And I think, isn't David Attenborough double nominated in narrator? <laughs> he is a perfect planet. He's, he's nominated for, and also the year earth changed. Yeah. Cause he's won what, like the past three years. So Amazing. what is, I could see him vote splitting with himself. And then so like we get Anthony Hopkins and Emmy and an Oscar in the same year. Maybe they'll do outstanding narrator last yeah. in the Emmy broadcast. Cedric, the entertainer is going to bring everybody out. And then he won't show up again. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would actually be a really funny bit. I don't think they would do it because it's like sad, but also they'll, awesome. well, they'll, they'll, they should at least make it last in their creative. <laughs> be so good. Uh, yeah. This is a lot of fun. I, I'm really into these nominees. I feel like a lot of good stuff was nominated. The, Hamilton stuff is hilarious to me. So many acting nominees. Uh, it's just, I okay, do you think it can win anything? Like, is, is it just going to win Variety Special Pre-Recorded? I think it'll win Variety Special Pre-Recorded, and I think it'd win, like, some below-the-line stuff. I don't think any of those actors can win, though. I would be really surprised. I guess if yeah. one of the, if, if there was any category where an actor could win, it would be that supporting actor one, if Evan Peters isn't that strong, because it's not a strong category, I would argue. And then maybe, like, David does win, because, like, he's got the showy his role and obviously he won the tony for it um i don't think like you alin and and, and uh leslie odom are gonna win though yeah i think like their actor nomination sort of reminds me of like posthumous nominations where you know a lot of people think like oh you know remember like carrie fisher got nominated after she died and a lot of people predicting her and it's like they they tend to like nominate these people but very rarely do they actually end up winning, you know, and I yeah. could kind of see that with like Hamilton and maybe now, like, you know, since a lot of people are like dragging them for, I don't know if they actually feel guilty, but like, you know, there are a lot of people are just like, what the hell? Like you nominated Hamilton. So I could see them being like, Oh crap. Like I can't vote for them to win. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting that like, it feels like a double like whammy because not only is it like years after the show, obviously, and they all left, but it's also performances are five years old, like literally five. The performances are literally five years old and the movie is literally a year old. Like that's the other thing that's funny is that I know it's eligible, obviously, but like it came out last year. We were talking about like whether it would even get nominated for an Oscar or whatever the eligibility rules were. And they kind of like fudge to make sure it wasn't, but like, 
this is a old this no matter how you slice it this is an old thing that like has gone through the cultural ringer twice and now is nominated again and that's not just like one or two nominations but multiple acting nominations like a truly remarkable it's like ted lasso level acting nominations it's like it got you know it's won tony's it's won a grammy and now it's it it can't win the the egot for this particular production but it can win three of them <laughs> Yeah, it could win in, in, how would you say it? It could win an Emmy. Yeah, Yeah. if it wins. So, yeah, but again, it's like they're just going back to the familiar because I thought like Hamilton with with acting, it would either just like explode, which it did, or they would like completely ignore it, but it exploded. Yeah, I guess if you're thinking, if you're voting for it, I mean, I guess you're like, if you vote for one, you kind of got to vote for all because like they all got Tony nominees or most of them did, right? So it's just like, if we're going to put them all in, we got to, you can't just go like, oh, I'm only going to vote for Lynn without putting, obviously then you got to put. Yeah. And it's, it's unlimited nominating ballot. So, but poor, poor Jasmine, she didn't get in. And, and Christopher Jackson, are they the only two? Yeah. They were the in? only two major ones who didn't get in, I guess. Uh, yeah. Oh, and, and Oak, uh, Oak, who did not get in. Either. Oh yeah. But you know, well, Jasmine got to do the Emmy nominees from a secure room yeah, in New she, York. He won for a, a Quibi show. Yeah, again, shout out to Quibi with three nominees. That got John Travolta an acting nominee, his second acting nomination after People versus O.J. Simpson and Kevin Hart an acting nomination for their Quibi show. What's what's going to win short form without Quibi? Uh, I mean, hopefully a Quibi show. Let's see those nominees quick. It was... Uh, uh, da, da, da. A dead Quibi show. Yeah, right? I guess a dead Quibi show. Well, no, they're not. They're on Roku now. I'm having a tough time finding this category. So let's just forget. But I know like Die Hard, I think was nominated. Let me see, which is the, the uh, Kevin Hart And, and Paula Powell is nominated. Paula Powell is nominated. Travolta is nominated. Uh, not for Girls 5 Eva, but for... Um, the other acting nominee, but, the other acting nominees for Quibi Show were John Lutz and J.B. Smooth from the Paula Powell Show, which is Mapleworth Murders, and Natalie Emanuel for Die Hard as well. So Die Hard got three acting nominees. Uh, good for them, I guess. Die Hard uh, not, uh, domination incoming. I guess so. I mean, good for them. I don't know. I, I guess that's coming to Roku TV, right? Or Roku channel. Good for good for them. I, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, Joyce, this is fun. Uh, let's definitely, I want to, yeah, let's get, uh, let's get, uh, let's get Caitlin up in here and do Marvel stuff because there's yeah. just too much. It was too much I, fun. I don't think, I don't think any of us expected WandaVision to do this well. <laughs> no. I think that bodes really well. I guess I would argue it bodes really well for Loki. I think they're going to be able to keep Loki around because like, I think you better not be in the finale tomorrow. (laughs) Cause I think Loki is really good and I think it's better than WandaVision. I think people are going to remember it. So let's leave it at that. And we'll, 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 maybe we talk after the reconvene in the next month, obviously. Yeah. We'll we'll talk to Caitlin after the Loki finale. That'll be good. All right. Bye Joyce. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.